Welcome to Life, Love, and Hustle, the podcast that uncovers the story behind the stories of entrepreneurs, artists, and activists making an impact in their business, community, and the culture. Join us for these intimate conversations with ordinary people working to do extraordinary things and hear their journey through struggle, triumph, growth, and change. Now, here's your host, Chad Smith. What's up? It's your boy Chad here, and I am back in the studio with uh, another episode of Life, Love, and Hustle. And today I've got a special guest on, uh, good brother doing some really good things out here in the world. Um, he is an author, speaker, he is an educator, he is an advocate, um, and I am also proud to say that uh, we're becoming friends over here in these streets, man. So I'm going to bring in uh, my good brother, Jamel Freeman. How are you today, What's up, brother? What's up, brother Chad? How are you, man? I'm good. Um, I'm, I'm uh, another day above ground, brother. Another day to get it right. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm doing good, man. Can we get it right? I think we can do our best. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> Ooh, man, that, that word right is something else. Indeed, indeed, man. Do better than I did yesterday. Listen, there you go. That's all you can do. I think it was um um uh I think it was one of your guys, one of your favorite guys. It was uh Gary V, I think it said. Uh no, I'm sorry, it was Alex Hermosi who said, if you do one percent better than yesterday, then uh, you're gonna have a great tomorrow. Nice. All right, I, I need to check that out. I'm 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 not not sure if I'm familiar with that guy. Yeah, you gotta check out Alex Hermosi. He's okay. he's he's a super sharp dude and he's like the, he's the pinnacle of entrepreneurial uh, success, failure, and success right. again. Right. You know? Yeah, he's right. great. I love it. Yeah, so listen, uh, I'm happy to have you here today. Uh, I'm excited to talk with you. Um, your book is out. I see you on your whirlwind book tour. The book's called Can I Do This? It's available on Amazon. Uh, so, 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 so tell people who don't know who you are, who, who you are. All right, so, um, yeah, again, my name is Jamal Freeman. I'm in long-term recovery. Very quick, you can get my book on Barnes & Noble's Nook. It's on Amazon, okay? And uh, me and um, Brother Chad, we're going to, um, we will definitely provide you the link so you can go ahead and get it. And it's on Kindle as well. And um, also you can follow me on Instagram, social media, and, and things of that nature. But anyway, um, so again, Jamal Freeman, I'm a, um, actually a newly inducted uh, Western Maryland board director on NASW of Maryland, which is a National Association of Social Workers. I'm on the board of there. I'm a student undergrad. I'm in long-term recovery. I am in recovery, getting ready to celebrate four years. Um, it's my first time actually being in recovery from alcohol. And um, so, yeah, just uh, I'm a father. Um, I have four children. Uh, my oldest, he's about to be 23, December the first. Jeez, he's about to uh, less than a month. Yeah. Jeez, uh, man. Time flying. <laughs> Yeah, so um, yeah, that's just a little bit of you know I'm I'm. I just like to say I'm a voice, I'm a voice for those who who are who aren't heard, who ain't heard, mm. who aren't heard. Um, I'm a voice for those who don't you know who who are mis misunderstood, and um, that's why I got up there. And, um, 
And, you know, the God of my understanding, he gave me this, this phrase. I don't know where it, it just hit me from the last podcast I just did last Friday. And it said, let's talk about it. So like, cause of like what we're, what we're dealing with the world today, this worldwide health issues, you know, recovery is, it's starting to become more broad instead of, instead of so much categorized just to drugs and alcohol. Yeah. We all recovering from something. A loss and stigma, trauma. So yeah, man, I, I that's that's just who I you know I, that's that's who I stand for, man. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I don't think enough people really realize or understand that everyone's recovering from something, even if you aren't even aware of it. Like uh, one of my issues when I was going through my divorce and the subsequent. Um, new chapter of my life that was written because of that. I didn't realize that even though I didn't, um, I didn't miss the marriage um, because you know it, it just wasn't a good marriage. But I was mourning the loss of my role in that marriage, you know, because I spent like ten years being a husband and I spent ten years being a full time father, and uh, and when that was gone, you know. That was a loss, you know, and, and uh, that was a huge shock to the system. And I and I dealt with that in not so positive ways. So that that was my recovery. Yeah. You know, uh, if you have a loss of a loved one suddenly, you know, I mean, guess what? You're in recovery, you know, because that's a piece of you that was um, taken from you. And now you have to adjust like that. That's not easy, man. So 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 tell us all about that word recovery and what it means to you. Recovery to what it means to me. It's um you're not perfect, but you're solid. Okay? You're not perfect, but you're solid. Meaning we all are recovering from something in which it takes us outside of the norm. Okay? And you're going to, they say to get something you never had, you're going to do something you never done before. So that's just like a recovered wound. You're going to clean it. Right. You're going to, you know, you're going to put some like, um, some ointment and all that on it. You're going to do all that. But that's just like with life. You're going to, um, you're going to clean it, clean it. It can be talking to somebody. Okay. But then also, too, to keep it to where it's recovering well, you're going to utilize some coping skills, some healthy coping skills. So I always try to, like, when I explain stuff, I always try to make it so relatable because people get so caught up in the day. I don't know if I can say damn on here, but they get so caught up. And the literacy, the edgy, I mean, keep this thing basic. It's basic. You know, it's basic. I treat every day like I'm in my first 30. When I mean my first 30 days of recovery. Hmm. Every day. Because you wonder why? Because it keeps it fresh. It keeps it like, that's why everybody always asks, man, why are you so hyped up? So, well, man, man, well, you know what the hell I've been through. You know what I'm saying? I'm still here. I have another chance. Like we said earlier in, you know, before we met. So recovery for me is it's not going back, but not forgetting. 
but also knowing that this too shall pass and you'll know and, and and I'll know how to deal with it one day at a time. That's what covers me, you know, is for me. Cause like I said again, it's it's, it's different for everybody else. Cause I don't I don't have all the solutions. I don't have all, you know, I, I don't know it all. I'm still learning. Well, things just like you said earlier, it's one day at a time. I think um, you know, don't get too ahead of yourself and uh try not to go backward, you know, but if you do recognize that you that you're going backwards and that's when you need your support. You know, that's when um uh when I when I have my therapist, like it, it's it's funny because I've been a coach almost my entire adult life. I've been a coach. I've been a fitness coach, I've been a, a nutrition coach, but um I was the most resistant person when it came to uh uh to getting help. No. Because, you know, nah, nah, you know, I can do it myself, you know, like, you know, I can handle this. But I couldn't because I wasn't handling it well. You know, and I was uh, getting into, you know, darker and darker places, you know, because I was trying to do it all on my own. But when I got the help and first and foremost, I got understanding of my situation, why I was feeling the way I was feeling and why I was behaving the way I was behaving. Right. You ever see like um, you watch being so down right? on myself or about, you know, why can't you just feel better? You know, why can't you just do better? And I started well, to understand why I didn't feel channel? good and why I wasn't. Uh, Behaving oh, of course, way. man. That was mandatory in my house. Every Wednesday, was in, in character three, of my best three, self, I'm gonna, I'm right? Give you three so chances. how valuable has it been for some you? Some people get this, some people don't. To, to, to get so, people on your you side, notice the like, lion to, to get that support system. Or the tiger system. or the panther going after his prey, what do you notice about them going after their prey? Oh, man. Well, first they watch. Okay, they that's deserve. All right, that's one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and uh, then they always gather up the crew, you know, and they rarely, they rarely jump All right, that's solo. Two. That's two. Um, Keep going. And, and then they attack. They, then they go hard and fast. All in. All right. <laughs> so, again, let's go back to the question. Ask your question again. How important has it been to get support and accountability in your recovery? Okay. So... Unfortunately, brother, you didn't you didn't get you didn't get it, Coach. While I was trying to get it, no. But, um, but what you notice is when you notice that deer, that lion. I mean, the deer. You always notice the lion always goes to the one that's away from the pack. Yeah, you notice he never runs to the one towards the pack. The head, you know. The, I mean, think. I mean, think about it. I mean, because mm-hmm. like he always goes to the one that goes all by itself. The one that's isolated. So, again, the question you asked, what the benefits that I got from this, because I strive to stop doing this and going off by myself. Like the deer, like that zebra. Because once you by yourself, so that bison that's sitting there, or deer, whatever, is sitting there by itself, then what do you next thing you know? You said this earlier. You No, you said this being your second option, how the lion... The lion or or, or, or the, the tiger, now, he got his cronies with him. He got everybody surrounding that bison in the middle. So now, so here's the thing. The bison's in the middle. You got all the rest of the um, tigers and lions around it. But here you got, now here is in the form of the, now, now we're going to switch and put that in the human form and human feeling and the human uh, and the human being context. So each of these animals, let's, let's, let's say we got, Six surrounding him, right? You got resentment, 
You got anger. You got loneliness. Low self-esteem. Tired. Okay. And then you got um, anxiety, per se. So here it is. You got all these lions, but in the form of those feelings and thoughts I just told you all around you. And you know what it's about? It's about the double songs about to tear your ass apart. You see what I'm getting at? So because you're vulnerable when you're yeah. alone, you're vulnerable. So then what is the so to answer your question again, Jamal, what was the when is the been the benefit and, and the helpful and, and contribution in to, to having people in my corner? Because now I've run with a pack. It's hard to get you by yourself. And not, not even to get it, not even, you know, I'm not trying to make this like a church thing or anything like that. But the word does says the the devil's like a roaring lion roaming to and from seeking who he, he can devour. So, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you see, and that's why we have just keep it basic. And that's what I'm doing. Keeping it, just keep, let's talk about it. So, I feel, I, man, I feel the exact same way, Jamel, because when I used to- Did I answer the question you know, first? This, oh, you sure did. Oh, yeah, you definitely did. Yeah, definitely did. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Um, because, like you said, being alone makes you vulnerable. Uh, it can make it easy to slide back into those old habits, those old neighborhoods. You know, uh, when you get the anxiety, when you get the low self-esteem. The old mental um, mindset. It, the mental mindset. Yeah, the old mental mindset. Just like, you know, when you when you hear about, if we're talking about faith and religion, when you hear about demonic possessions, they always happen when people are at their lowest points of faith. Mm -hmm. And that's when you get the, the demonic possessions. But uh, keeping it simple, is the exact thing that I used to try to teach my clients. Um, when when we're when you have goals, we keep the actions simple so you can maintain them. If it's complicated, you're not going to do it. You know, if you have to do too much, you're not going to do it. So just eat more of the right kinds of foods, move more, and get some better sleep. That that's that's the that that was the core of my coaching was eat a little better. Move a little more, get better sleep, and then we'll go from right, there. Right, right. You know what I mean? So if someone right now is listening to this and they're uh, looking at recovery, right? They realize that 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 they have a problem. They're looking at recovery. What's your advice to them? And they realize they got a problem? All right, so uh -huh. now we're doing motivation and interviewing. All right, so um, all right, so that that so we already got that. So now now we gotta come up with action and maintenance and all that other stuff. So Again, number one is acceptance, because I was one, so I'll talk for me, okay? I had to, I had to accept that. Because I used to so much, and see, here's the thing, Brother Chad, there's so much stigma just with getting help. There's so much stigma with, with uh, like I said, getting help and looking down upon, oh, because, like, I, I didn't want you to call me, like, because I used to hear people when they would say, you know, back in the day about an alcoholic was, oh, they're liars, they're cheats, they eat out the trash can, they're bums. So I'm like, man, shoot, I'm not, that's not me. You know what I mean? So to go get help, I'm not doing that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do that. So that's the, that's the thing, man. It's the, you, you, you got to provide a safe space for people, number one. So then to go into maintaining for one who wants to, all right, so what does this look like? What do I got to do? Number one, 
they gotta they gotta really surrender their will. They gotta really let go of control. And they gotta be like, all right, look, I'm tired of this life. I'm tired of what I'm going through. I'm tired of being locked up, incarcerated. I'm tired of getting DUIs. I'm tired of getting possessions, whatever the case may be. But here it is again, man. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of getting in a good relationship and then messing it up. It, like I said, again, oh, I'm, I'm uh, abandonment issues. I'm recovering from abandonment. I didn't even know I had abandonment issues. So again, like it goes back to what you said. I'm recovering from something, man. So... And more than yeah, you, you realize it. So like I said, man, that's why like now I don't even because I even got a life coach now <laughs> and she's uh, she's all the way in New York. And um, yeah, she went to Hunter College. That's like the that that is the grand grandmother of uh, social work. That's where it all started in Hunter College in New York. Yeah, wow. I met her off of LinkedIn. <laughs> Power social media. Right. But anyway, um, <laughs> but no, this is that's like. That's what she would sit up there and like, she would tell me stuff like that. She would, that all this is like coming from her and me like sitting back, shutting my mouth and letting somebody pour into my cup, man. But you, you gotta get tired and you gotta turn up your wheel. You really gotta turn up your wheel. And and the 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 the, the best prayer there is, God, grant me serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things that I can and it wasn't another difference just for today. That's just like when I go out here, look, I just what I just went to Virginia Beach because I had to go handle some business, the 757, big up seven cities. But I had to go out there. But right before I went out there, I got asked to speak at an AA meeting out here in Frederick. It's called the club. And I told and what I'm noticing, just not even I hate even in the recovery rooms, how like they just now they're just saying a serenity prayer like it's just a damn like like it's just a damn cliche. Like it's just I just lo I just lost my homeboy two weeks ago from my old home group. He OD'd. I just found out about this. Yes, I tell and you would have never man. He was a cool man. He was cool head, cool head Luke man, cool calm brother. Um, and I just like it messed me up, man. I was like, what? But see, this is the thing because the, the the even the recovery rooms, man, they just now it's like a social gathering. Now, we're not taking this. Mm -hmm. Sorry, they're not taking this serious, man. They're <laughs> not taking this. Mm. And I told them, you need to get back to the basics. You need to rely on a power greater than yourself. If you struggle with God, okay, but you say the serenity prayer. So go with the God of your understanding then. Cause I ain't got no heaven to hell to put you in, but it's three things I don't talk about: politics, religion, and other people's money. Those three things I don't talk about, especially if I don't know you. But if I know you, we gonna talk about it. Let's be respectful on both ends. Yeah, yeah talk, let's about, talk it. about it. You know what I mean? Thank you, sir. But still, though, it goes back to the first word of the serenity prayer. What is what is the first word? What is it? God. Is it God? Grant us. So boom. So here it is. You already saying it. So there's some belief somewhere that you 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 you're there. You you kind of on the, you know, and then that's when you go. Because at least one thing I know about God, because you you look. Know, one thing I do know, you know, the God of y'all sitting never leave you, won't change up on you, you know, won't give you money and then get mad when you ask for it back. 
and won't let and look at and look and look at, and, and if you mess up, you you always embraced and loved. You know, we human. It's like the last the last relationship I had. I told the girl, I said, don't rel don't don't rely on me. I'm gonna let you down sometimes, and it'd it be intentional. I'm human. I'm flawed. You know. I think that's a brilliant point because I also believe that um, people, when they look at, maybe they might backslide a bit, they might relapse, they might get back into old behaviors, but I think, uh, and then they get down on themselves and then they just fully commit to uh, to that downward spiral instead of saying, hey, this is different than the first time because now I'm aware and now I've gotten, hopefully I've gotten some skills from the recovery program I was in to where I can stop what I'm doing, ask for help, right? And, you know, get myself back to where I need to be, you know? Um, so what advice would you give somebody who has found themselves maybe backsliding a bit, maybe has relapsed and maybe might be a little fearful of reaching back out? Okay. Funny you said that. Um, because when I, so my actual, so my date, my sobriety date, so I came home January 21st of 2020, okay? My homeboy came in town, I relapsed. Okay? I spent 28, seven days, because that's why I wrote my book. I wrote my book in rehab. I wrote it in 28 days, 12,076 words. I wrote that book in the composition book. And I came, he came, you know, he came out, and he came out here with his daughter and his girl, and we was all hanging out with the Red Robin right there, Lady Five. They getting their beer, whatever. I'm sitting over there with my little club soda water with the lime with my pinky up, like I'm doing something. Not yeah, that. I like the lime, and it's like, I'm like a better pepper. Check out no, I'm drinking water, please. Um, but, you know, and then they wanted to go listen to music. So I didn't really know no places around. I still don't really know no places. I don't like going places I don't, you know. And I, I ain't know it's that many woods out here. So that kind of freaked me out. That's why I stayed out there. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm from Jersey, man. So, but yeah, so um, letting you know. I went to the damn bar. I sat at the bar like an idiot with them thinking, what the hell are you? you know, and it wasn't even, so his girl, she, you know, she getting drinks and the music going, the lights, because that's what triggers, you know, all that, the women, all that was that. The prom vibe. Yeah, the party vibe. Yeah, yeah, yes, party vibe. Yeah. And then she, like, because liquor was my thing, and I seen her get this one bottle, and I never seen that. I said, hmm, what's that? I said, how does that taste? <laughs> so now I'm like in bottle one. Then I just said, bump it. I woke up the next morning and said, what? You know, like sitting there with a hang. What the hell did you just do? Like, what are you doing? So I had to go to IOP, you know, intensive outpatient right here. Because they do groups and stuff like that. And if it wasn't from this guy in there, man, if he wouldn't have came out and said what he did because he relapsed too. So that's why now my my sobriety is just the 27th. It should be the 21st. So that's why it's the 27th. They say you're only sick is your secrets. Hmm. You're only sick 
as your secrets. If I wouldn't have said that, if I wouldn't, if he wouldn't have said that, came, because I, I ain't gonna lie to you, I wasn't gonna say anything. I'm just gonna sit there. But see, again, if you go back to what I was saying, Brother Chad, earlier, because now at this point in time, I'm by myself in my head and in my thoughts. And right now, one of those things I told you was embarrassment, loneliness, you know, low self-esteem. That's how I'm feeling yep. in my head while I'm sitting in group. I ain't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like he spoke up, but he spoke up. So which caused me to speak up. And then right there, the counselor at the time, and she, you know, that got me, I love it, God to death, man. I actually, he was at my first book signing too. My counselor, he came to my book signing downtown, man. Good dude, good dude, man. Hell of a, hell of a dude. And um, and he just um, he said, "All right, Jamal, thanks for being honest." So you got to get honest with yourself, man. And then you and and and, and, and that's and that's the thing: being honest with yourself and then setting boundaries too. So while you was yeah, boundaries talking yes. earlier, I'm telling you, man, this recovery thing, man, it, it's it's past all these bugs, but it's also, you got to stop, man, I'm setting so many boundaries right now because I wanted to be accepted. I didn't want to hurt people's feelings. That was even more the cause of why to drink. See, people get it messed up. I didn't drink because it's, because it looked good, because it's right there. I didn't do it. It wasn't like it was like a, it was like a, a, a Nautica shirt over there or Ralph Lauren or, or, or some Coles or some Clarks or some Thames, and I had to go get it. It wasn't like that. I did it to suppress my feelings, man, because I didn't like me. I didn't like how I felt. I didn't like where I was in life. I didn't like what I didn't have. That's why I did it. I can't speak for everybody else. People don't really start, it don't really start to hit people until it hits your household. Until it hits you personally. I'm telling you. So when I went to, uh, they had it at Baker Park a couple Sundays ago, Out of the Darkness. I've been to that before, but I've been to it when I was in Virginia Beach because they had it at Mount Trashmore. Man, do you know five, and it rained that day out here in Baker Park. You know 500 people came, man? So, yeah. Because I also, I serve on the, um, I'm a um, suicide survivor. I serve on the Frederick County Suicide Coalition Panel, too. So, um, and I'm the only survivor up there in this this thing is like, that's why you got to, you know, and just like with, with the chill, with our children these days, and even let alone adults, man, like you got to provide that safe space. You know, they're, they're feeling, children's feelings are valid too. You know what I'm saying? They're valid too. Skip, and, and you know what's so funny? Because I went to, it's called a T uh, Together We Care Summit out there in Greenbelt. It was a bunch of nurse um, practitioner, mental health providers, and everything. It was three women up there. One woman, she lost her 16-year-old daughter to suicide. And she's up there talking about, like, how, and they had a post-intervention, a pre-intervention. We need to start with the parents, honestly, because the parents are actually embedding in the learned behavior and how they grew up. Because you probably know this, but I don't know how, I know how I grew up. What stays in the house stays in the house. You know, and if it happened that evening, the next morning, we'll get up like it never happened. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Everything gets buried down. I find, you know, I find that's very common um, with with black families is that um, 
you know, very, very private, like even to a fault, like so private, everything stays, everything stays quiet, everything stays secret. And then we produce, and 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 then you wonder why we got these boys that are out of control. You wonder why that we have the girls that are out of control. Uh, it's because they've got so much trauma that they're that they've seen and heard and experienced, and they're, they don't feel like they're allowed to talk about it. Yeah. No, I mean you're so right. But what I've been finding here lately, because man, you'd be surprised how many people. Did, I mean, you probably hit you know the same thing, brother. Because I, I see you out there doing your thing. You know, people don't want to put all their stuff up there. You'd be surprised how many other uh, diversity of DMs I get of people whose whose house looks good on the outside, but it wasn't like that on the inside. Or her they suit. And it ain't just black. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's why you think you're starting to see some, even from celebrities and different, like, because people have been carrying this for so long and they haven't dealt with it. They haven't dealt. And if you're used to, like, so, like, when I got sober, man, like, Man, that's when my kind of my anxiety went out the day because I'm just like, so I was feeling every emotion. I was feeling every emotion. But if you drinking and partying and smoking and all like that for so long or popping pills or whatever for so long, you don't, you kind of lose into, you know, your, your, your feelings, the, the norm. You know what I'm saying? When you mm-hmm. back to that, I remember like with my sponsor, man, I was calling him if a damn aunt, uh, aunt was calling on the counter, man. I was getting, Get, <laughs> yeah, you, you, talk to you, man. you know, and that's why they, you know, so like right now I'm doing with a homeboy of mine. We just, you know, just came upon my spirit, man. Cause I hate to see him struggling like this. He's back in Virginia, you know, uh, we doing it the first 30 days. He call, he calls me every day just to check in. We got a set time. This is, you call me. Cause you're putting your recovery first. God, this is a, and this is, you know, my God of my understanding, he gave me this. God, recovery, you, then everybody else. Everybody else, that includes children, family, spouse, wife, colleagues, friends, co-workers, everything. God, recovery, you, then everybody else. Because, number one, you're giving up your will. Number one, you're releasing control. Number two, you're putting your recovery first, then you. Because you can't do nothing for everybody else at the bottom. Right. You ain't right. Right. Hey, you can't do nothing for you. You ain't nothing. And this is something I, and, and this is every day, man. I have to stay. This is service, what I'm doing right now. You know, I have to, they say to keep it, you got to give it away. So me yeah. giving this away, me giving this, this helps me more than you realize, brother. So uh, I pre, I, I mean, I really appreciate it, man. I mean, it's just, it feels good, man. Now I'm ready to go in that gym and do that. <laughs> you ready to go throw some weights around now, huh? Oh man, I'm about to get crazy. I'm about to get gorilla in there. I'm gonna be jumping on the, the plank and everything, baby. You're like you drink a whole gallon of pre-workout just now. <laughs> well, well, I'm gonna leave you with this. Then we're gonna tell you. We're gonna talk about how to get the book. Um, you're doing good work, man. Like. I've been following you recently. You're doing great work. Um, I love you and I, I and I appreciate you. Um, I always love seeing people out here doing good work for the community, man, especially for the kids. Uh, you know I love the kids, man. And there's uh, you remind me of one famous quote from Stephen Covey, author of uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He said, you, you best learn by teaching. 
And um, I can see that your your path of teaching is helping you learn yourself. And uh, uh, I'm here for it, man. So, um, and you know, whatever way um, I can help you, let me know. And you know, I'm going to tap into you. Uh, yeah, I'm going to inbox you as soon as we get off. <laughs> hey, listen, tell us where we can where we can get the book, folks. The book, uh, the book is called Can I Do This by Jamel Freeman, and uh, you can get it where? What, Amazon, Kindle, ebooks, uh, Barnes & Noble's Nook, that is, uh, Kindle, and like I said, Amazon. Um, also, too, I have a Blink Um account to QR code and that'll kind of like plug you into all my platforms in which like I'm always like I'm I'm always putting good content and it's spirable like my brother I'm trying to keep up with brother brother big brother Chad here because he gave me he on it so uh, yeah that social marketing thing because we need we need that we need we need more you know um and they say to get something you never had you got to do something you've never done before everything you want is outside your comfort zone yeah everything you want Reese it's outside your comfort zone, you know? It's outside. You got to build, you know, and my book, it talks about, and it doesn't really go, because actually I'm writing my second book right now that's called The Transition. That's going to be, yeah, it's challenging, brother. So pray, pray <laughs> for me. Pray for me. Well, thank you, brother. Tad. I appreciate you, soldier. I'm definitely going to be hitting you up, man. Cool. And listen, folks, um, don't forget to uh, go check out Brother Freeman's book, and also, act like your mama gave you some manners and give this episode a five-star review. All right, share it. Drop it on your timelines. You know, drop it on your tweets or your X's or whatever they're called now. And don't forget to come back here next week. And until next time, you know what I always say? Live your life, love your people, and always hustle hard. Peace. Thank you for joining us today on Life, Love, and Hustle. We appreciate you and your support more than you know. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone who could benefit from it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook to continue the conversation and get exclusive access to even more content. We're grateful for your loyalty and we can't wait to see you hustle your way to success. We'll be here for you every step of the way.